Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, again, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm so excited about getting this new series started. Um, I love that this this season that we're entering in as school starts back and and just kind of getting life back into a normal rhythm for so many of us. These next 21 days, I think, have the 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 ability and the passion and and just the 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 man potential to change our lives. And so, uh, right off the bat today, I'm going to challenge you to take this this prayer and fasting challenge with us. Beginning um, tomorrow, we're going to pray and we're going to fast like never before. We're going to seek God's face for um, our homes for our church, for our community, for our world, and and I think that God can show up and do something big, big, big time, all right? And I know what some of you are thinking. You're like, okay, I got the prayer thing down, but what's this fasting thing? I'm not so sure about that. Well, a couple things. Um, Number one, on the back of your seat there in front of you, on the back of the seat in front of you, there's a little card there, and it has a little uh, QR code, and there's some resources here that we have for you. One of those resources is just a little quick guide to fasting. What is fasting? What, is the, what in the heck does this mean? Why should I do this? And, and it has a lot of information there. Um, and there's, there's a couple other things there too, but um, we'll talk more about those here in a minute. But fasting is simply just like, all right, I'm, I'm going to replace something that I spend a lot of time on with God. All right, and, and you get to pick what that fast is. Maybe it's food or, or sugar or TV or social media or your cell phone or your spouse or whatever, whatever you want to fast from for 20. I'm just kidding on the last one. Um, but I'm, I'm giving up something to spend more time with God. It's, it's just it's hitting the reset button on your soul. And then what, what, what happens is you, you create this habit, right? You, you fast from something, and then when you go back and you're like, okay, do, do I really need that as much as I do? Or, or I pray before I do that. And so I think fasting can be a very, very, very powerful thing for all of our lives. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you, and you're going to have an opportunity to uh, accept that challenge at the end of our service today. Um, because I, I, I believe with all of my heart that, that powerful prayer is a foundation that all of us need. If, if you paid any attention over the last few weeks to our screens in here, our, our core values kind of have been rolling through. And one of the core values that we've built this church on is powerful prayer. We know that everything happens because of the Lord. This is his power, guys, all right? I'm, I, I couldn't do this. Like our, our second service, we're 20 months in. Like this is the Lord. I'm just an average dude from Kentucky, okay? Like I, I, there's no way I can make all this happen. Like I said Kentucky, yeah, 49th in every list of every ranking, Kentucky, right there, 49, right? Thank God for Alabama. Um, but but uh, sorry about that, whoever's from Alabama, my bad. I'm, I'm, I'm truly convinced that, that this is by the Lord's power. And, and, and here's what I think, just being in ministry for a long time. I think people understand kind of like, we don't need a lot of inspiration to pray. Most of us get it. We understand, yeah, I need to pray. I need to uh, do a better job. What, what I think we need to learn is how to pray. Like so many people are, are not confident in the way that they pray. Most people feel um, just 
insufficient. Like my prayers aren't good enough. And, 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 and I don't believe that God wants you to feel like your prayers are like second class, right? For some of you, if I came to you right now, all right, and I'm going to pick somebody and I put the mic in your hand and told you to pray, you would faint, right? You would panic so much. Why? Because you just, you just, I'm not, I'm not too confident in how this, I'm, I'm not as good as other people, right? Well, this series and throughout these next three Sundays, I, I want prayer to become something that you just so look forward to. I want prayer to be something that is, is joyful and you, you're like, man, wait, I got I to gotta go. I, I, man, I wish I could keep going. Wouldn't that be something, right? If our prayer life just became just this amazing, amazing time of our day and of our lives. And, and, and I think God wants that for you. And so for the next 21 days, and during this season, we're going to adopt this motto. And it's the same motto we had last year. And it's the same motto we're going to have next year. All right. And that motto is simple. It's pray first. Pray first. Pray first is what we want to implement into every single thing that we do in our lives. Practically, we put this into play every single day. Before I, I get out of bed, before my feet hit the floor, pray first. Before I send the email, pray first. Before I post something on social media, pray first. Students, before I, uh, I go and I take this test that I didn't study for, pray first. Like, like Whatever it is in your life, before that big meeting, pray first. Prayer isn't just uh, uh, my quiet time in the morning. It isn't just the, this one thing that I do. It should be in every situation that I have. And so the, the, the motto of pray first, kind of the goal behind that, here's what I want you to be able to proclaim. Every single one of us in here is this, that prayer is my initial reaction, not my final option. Prayer is my initial reaction and not my final option. That's kind of the lifestyle that, that throughout these next 21 days, we build these healthy habits that we can live that motto. Prayer is my initial reaction, not my final option. But let's be honest, okay? If we're going to talk about prayer, we got to be real. For many of us, for many of us, we don't pray until we need God. We wait and we try to figure it all out ourselves and I can do this and I can manage this and I can say this and I can try this and we try to figure it out and then our lives get so tangled up and out of control that we say, um, hey God, if you're, if you're listening, I know I've really messed this up and, and you know, maybe you're not even, you know, maybe if, you would, if you would mind, could you, could you maybe help me out? So many of us, that's our prayer life, that's our mentality. We, our family um, moved here from Knoxville, Tennessee. We lived there for almost 14 years. And, and if you've ever been to Knoxville, it's got, you know, Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville. It's literally the redneck capital of the world, okay? And, and it, is, it is, yeah. And, and when we lived there, the only station, radio station that I would listen to was Sports Talk. They had a great Sports Talk. And Vol fans are crazy, so I just like making fun of them. But I listened to Sports Talk for like 14 years. When we moved to Bluffton, Bluffton doesn't have a Sports Talk radio, which is a very sad thing. But they have a lot of good country stations, all right? So for the last four years, my family has turned into country music fans. And um, we enjoy some, some country music, and that's all, you know, some of, the, some of the music we listen to in the car is mostly, well, with Shira, it's mostly worship music. Let's be honest. With me, it's country. Um, she's more spiritual. But there's a country artist out right now by the name of Jelly Roll. Anybody heard of Jelly Roll? This dude is unbelievable, right? He looks like a Jelly Roll. Like if you, I, I'm sorry. I, I, he's probably a good dude. But there's this guy out, and he has this song, and it's a very, very 
very popular song. I think it's in like the top five right now. But, and some of you know where I'm going. He has this song, it's called, I Need a Favor. And I, and I was listening to it and, and I was like, what? man, this sounds like a good song. And then I started reading the lyrics and, and I thought, holy smoke, this is so good. Listen to what this song says. He says, I only talk to God when I need a favor. And I only pray when I ain't got no prayer. Who am I to expect a savior if I only talk to God when I need a favor? But God, I need a favor. How often does our prayer sound just like that? I only talk to God when I need a favor. And I know, I know I'm struggling. I know I probably don't have a prayer. And I know you're probably not listening, God. You're probably mad at me still. But I, I need a favor. And then this, this question kind of came to my mind. I'm like, how often do I need a favor from God? Right? How often do I really need a favor? And, and for me, all the time, every day, almost in every situation that I come in, you know, that happens in my life, I need a favor. God, I got this meeting and, and just give me wisdom on what to say. And God, I'm, I'm writing this or I'm studying this. God, I need your, I need your favor. God, I've got this thing going on in my family. I need a, a favor. And if I only talk to God when I need a favor, then for me, it's all day, every day. It's a lot of conversation with God because I need a lot of favors. And I think we can learn a little bit from old Jelly Roll. <laughs> and we can learn a little bit from this, this series. But the reality is this comes straight from Scripture. This motto of pray first, this motto of bring God into everything, it's not new, right? The, the Scriptures make it so simple. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says this, rejoice always, pray sometimes, no, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will for you in Christ Jesus. We like to complicate things, don't we? God's word makes it really, really clear, pray continually. So my goal, my goal today is that that maybe you would walk out of here with a little more confidence, that you would, that I'm gonna give you some practical wisdom, I'm gonna give you some practical thing that, that prayer would even become fun for you because I think God's word gives us a really, really clear understanding of how we should pray. So let's go to two places today. We're gonna start in Luke chapter 11. All right, we're gonna read one verse there. Then we're gonna go to Matthew chapter six. So Luke chapter 11 first, and then we'll go to Matthew chapter number six. Now, just a, a quick little recap. Jesus was on earth. He's moving about. He's doing miracles, right? He's doing great things, and people are watching. People are being healed. People are being raised from the dead. Uh, people are being fed by the thousands. Jesus is teaching, and the power of God is falling upon people. And he has this group of men called his disciples that are following along with him, watching him do all of this work. They're, they're firsthand, man. They got the best seat in the house. They're watching. They're going from town to town with Jesus as he does these things. And I want you to see in Luke chapter 11, the disciples, they, as they're walking with Jesus, they, they ask Jesus for a favor. They say, hey, we want, we want something from you. And Luke chapter 11, verse 1 says this. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. So the same guys, listen to me, the same guys who watched him do miracles, who watched him raise people from the dead, like, man, that's cool. Instead of saying, hey, teach me how to do miracles, teach me how to heal people, teach me how to teach like you do, man, I want, I want people to get saved like you do, Jesus, show me how to teach like you do. They asked him to teach us how to pray. 
There was something about the way that Jesus prayed. They said, wait a minute, you connect with God in a different way than I do. Your connection with him, man, that's, that's, you, 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 you got something going there. Will you teach me how to pray like that? Really connecting with God. So then Jesus goes on, if you go over to Matthew chapter 6, Jesus goes on to teach them what we know today as the Lord's Prayer. Now, most of you probably know that prayer. Maybe some of you in here recite that prayer every single day. It's been memorized. It's been, it's been uh, uh, put on billboards. It's put on walls. It's put on, you know, a, a lot of things. But, and, and, and memorizing it, saying it often is perfectly okay. But I believe that when Jesus gave this prayer, what he was really doing is he was giving us an outline of how to pray. I don't think he, he necessarily meant you have to pray these same words every single day and then you'll pray like me, right? That's not what Jesus was saying. He said, use this as a model for your prayer life, all right? So, so I want to break this down today. It's kind of an outline of prayer. And so uh, there's a, this is a good note-taking day. I want to encourage you to take good notes today. We're going to get through this. It's very, very um, um, simple, but it's very applicable to your life that you can take home and put this into practice in your prayer life, all right? So Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, look at verse number 9. Jesus, in this manner, therefore prayed, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And never, amen. So let's take just a few minutes and let's break down this prayer outline. I believe that if you'll take this challenge and if you'll, if you'll take this, this uh, favor, if you'll take this uh, uh, request or this, this um, what, what Jesus has given you as a suggestion, this is how you pray. I think this has the ability to change your life. Number one, number one, we connect with God relationally. Connect with God relationally. Look how Jesus starts. He says, start your prayer like this. Our Father who are in heaven. He starts by calling him Father. He starts by connecting him in this, connecting with him in this relationally sound way. This doesn't have to be some formal thing, guys. It doesn't have to be, oh God, if thou art the greatest ever, thou it's it's not that kind of relationship. It is connecting with God. Jesus said, call him Father. Parents, those of you who, who maybe you have little kids or you can remember back when your kids were so little, remember when they would jump up in your lap and they would just cuddle and they would, they would just, you know, get up close to you and you're just like, yeah, you can have whatever you want, right? Like you're just like, you, you just melt, right? Your, your parent heart just melts for your child and, and, and maybe now they're teenagers and not so much, but, but you remember back when, right? You can, you can do that and imagine the joy that you had. Imagine the, just the love that you had in your heart. How much more love does the Father in heaven have for you and I? And that's what Jesus is trying to get them to understand. Like, like, there's no better love than what God can give to you and I. And we need to connect with our Father relationally. Our Father who is in heaven. So don't, don't go to God and start with your grocery list of things that you need in your life. Start with just a connection. Hey, God, I love you and I'm thankful for you being my heavenly Father. Start with getting close. Start with connecting relationally. Romans 8 says this, you have not received a spirit of fear, that, a spirit that makes you a fearful slaves. You received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. 
We are his children. We are his, his lineage. We are his family. And that's the way that Jesus tells us to connect with God. And I want, to, I want, you, to, I want you to hear this today. This, this is a truth that some of you need to hear that may be able to free you up, okay? It's not about coming correct. It's about coming closer. It's not about coming correct. You see, so many of us, we have this mentality that I can't, I can't connect relationally before. I got to get everything fixed first, right? It's like, y'all remember that old, like I break my arm, right? And I wait for it to heal. Then I go to the hospital. You're like, you're stupid, right? You go to the hospital because your arm's broken. You go to Jesus, you go to your heavenly father because you're broken, not because you got it all worked out, not because you've got it all figured out and you're the best version of you. I go because he's my heavenly father and he wants to connect in a close relationally way. So number one, connect with God relationally. Number two, number two, we see what Jesus says. He says, hallowed be your name. Number two, worship his name. Hallowed is just kind of a fancy biblical word for holy. Holy is your name. Spend time getting to know the names of God. The Bible is full of names of God that can, that can speak right into you. And some of you have heard these, right? Jehovah, and he's, he's Jehovah Jireh, and he's Elohim, and he's Emmanuel, and he's, he, he's the beginning. He's, and we, we hear these names, but, but there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in God's name. And Jesus is saying, listen, praise his name. Know the names of God. Marley is my youngest daughter, and a few weeks ago she came in the house, and Emma is our oldest daughter, and there's four or five years apart between them two, and so, you know, Marley thinks she's the boss, but Emma thinks she's the boss, and so one day Marley comes in, and she's like, Emma, you need to vacuum the house, right? And Emma looked at her, and she's like, you're crazy. I ain't vacuuming the house. Who are you? Like, what are you talking about? And so Emma didn't vacuum. And about an hour later, Shira comes home, and she says, Emma, you are grounded. Get into your room. And Emma's like, what? And she's like, you didn't vacuum the house. And Emma's like, what? And she's like, you didn't vacuum the house. And Emma is looking at Marley, and she's like, Marley, why didn't you tell me mom said vacuum the house? I thought you were telling me to vacuum the house. Mom's name carries a little bit of weight around our house. <laughs> because mom said to vacuum, it changed Emma's outlook, right? Because mom's name has power. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to get us to understand. The names of God, he says, hallowed be your name, holy be your name. List out the names of God and pray the names of God into your life. Because why? Because he's healer and that's what some of you need. He's, he, he's a God that will provide. That's what some of you need. He, he's, he's a victorious God. He's a God of peace. And that's what you need in your life. And let me just say this. And, and this is just me, okay? This is 20 plus years of ministry. This isn't in God's word. This is just my opinion. Let me encourage you to do this. Speak God's name audibly out loud. Over your house, over your family, over your situation, over your fears, speak it out loud. There's something just that, that, that happens when there, there's power in the name of Jesus when we speak it out loud. Over my struggles, over my sins, God, I'm coming to you. You are my provider. You're Jehovah Jireh, and you speak the name of God out loud. 
We worship and adore God for who he is. And here's the cool thing. Not only is Jesus telling the disciples to do this, but all throughout God's word, we see his people doing this. David does this so much throughout the Psalms. Psalm 46, 1. God, you are my refuge and strength. And he speaks it out loud. Psalm 47, 2. How awesome is the Lord most high, the great king over all the earth. 63, God, you are my God. My soul thirsts for you. When's the last time you prayed? God, my soul thirsts for you. I think it's amazing that we can learn how to pray from Jesus himself. And he says, start off your prayers by connecting relationally and worshiping the name of above all names. So we see connect relationally. We see worship his name next, number three. Number three, we surrender to his will. We surrender to his will. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done. What's the common word there? Your. The common word that that Jesus tells us, your. So what am I doing? I'm praying God's agenda. I'm praying what God has called me to pray for. I'm praying for the thing. I'm not yet to my agenda. Before I get to my, I gotta get to your. Okay, so I'm praying God's agenda. Well, well, what's, okay, Bobby, what's God's agenda? It's always going to be pray for others, right? Love God, love others. God's agenda is for you and I to pray for others. Very popular uh, a pastor, author, Max Licato says this, you are never more like Jesus than when you pray for others. Pray for this hurting world. Galatians 6 says this, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. I surrender to his will and I pray for others. Let me ask you this. Jesus is telling the disciples, you gotta pray for others. Your kingdom come, your will be done, right? So I'm praying for others. I'm praying for for my community. I'm praying for the leaders in my community, the the state. I'm praying for my state leaders. I'm praying for my country leaders. I'm, I'm not just mad at them and posting mean things about them, but I'm praying for them. I'm praying God's agenda. I'm carrying each other's burdens. I'm surrendering to his will. Number four. Number four, depend on him for everything. Dependence upon God for everything. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he says that that little phrase that most of us know, give us this day our daily bread. Do you see the shift? From your, your to us and our. Give us this day our daily bread. This is where we start to getting into God. Here's what I need. Here's what I want. Here's the things that are on my heart. Here are my burdens. And, and, And let me encourage you to do this. Pray every day as if you don't have it. Pray every day as if it's a new day and I need to pray like I don't have it every single day. God, you are my provider and I know this comes for you, comes from you and without you, nothing is gonna be provided and this is what I'm doing. I'm coming to you for my help, God. The psalmist says in 121, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? No, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He is the bread of life. And any need that I have, whether it be a family need, maybe it's a a struggle, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a financial thing, any need that I have, he is my provider. And Jesus is saying, you go to God and you tell him you're depending upon him. You lay your crown down. And you say, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to depend. My, my trust is in you now. It's no longer in me. It's in you. Number five. Number five. He says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Number five, get your heart right with God and with people. 
get your heart right with God and with people. Now, up to this point, let's be honest, it's been pretty easy, right? Okay, I'm going to connect with God relationally. I'm going to worship his name. I'm going to call out his name. I'm going to pray for the things that he asked me to pray for. I'm going to kind of give him my list of the things that I, I need, I want to, to see in my life. But then number five, it kind of gets a little personal, right? And, and here's what we have to be aware of. Be sure that you're not the obstacle that's standing in the way of God answering your prayers. Be sure you're not the obstacle standing in your way of the blessings from God. And, and I think this is what Jesus is trying to say. He says, confess your sins. Confess your sins. Get your heart right. Jesus is telling the disciples, forgive us our debts. You're going to God and you're saying, forgive me. This is where I messed up. And this is hard, right? Because that means I have to, I have to uh, agree that I messed up. I have to be honest and say that I messed up. So I, I go to God and I say, God, I'm, I'm sorry, and I, and I repent, and I turn from those ways. But, but he doesn't end there, right? He doesn't just say, forgive, God, forgive my sins. Then he says, I have to forgive those who sinned against me. I have to for, have this forgiving spirit towards others. Now, for some of you in here, man, if somebody treats you wrong, you're done. You cut them out of your life. You, you block them. You unfriend them. You, you, like, you do everything. And, and aren't you glad that God doesn't do that to you and I? I'm glad that God doesn't have that same attitude towards me. Because here's what I know. The longer you go through life with those emotions, the longer you go through life with, with this unforgiveness in your heart, the past hurts, the more they control you. The longer you go through and, and you, you don't confess that sin, the longer you go with that unconfessed sin in your heart, the more enslaved you are, the more struggle you're going to find yourself in, the more turmoil your heart and your emotions are going to be in. And Jesus is telling the disciples, don't let your sin or someone else's sin make a slave of you. Accept his forgiveness and give the same forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Some of you today, you're bound up. You don't have a connection with the Lord. Can we just get real? Your connection with God is struggling because you've got this sin in your life that you're unwilling to, get, to give up. You're not gonna confess it. Maybe you're embarrassed or maybe you're the only person that knows about it and you want this deeper connection with God. That's why we're doing these 21 days so that you can get on your face before God and say, God, here it is, 21 days of my life. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna fast like never before and we're gonna change this thing. Forgive me of my sins and forgive those who sinned against me. Number six. Number six, engage in spiritual warfare. Part of my prayer time daily needs to be engaging in spiritual warfare. Jesus says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Spiritual warfare. Let me just say this. I don't think, and I've talked about this a little bit if you've been here with us, I don't think uh, uh, um, churches and, and pastors and people who, who claim to be church leaders, I don't think we've done a good job of, of showing what spiritual warfare is. It can get real weird real fast, right? Most of you guys have probably seen that. You've watched it on TV. It can get real weird real fast. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. That you and I have an enemy. If you're striving to live for Christ, if you're striving to, all right, God, here we go, 21 days of prayer. The enemy does not want you to do that. 
You have a spiritual enemy that is real and wants to defeat and destroy your life. He does not want you to win. Ephesians 6 says this, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people, but it's against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. There is a war going on for your spiritual allegiance. The enemy does not want you happy. He does not want your family connecting in in great ways. He does not want you to serve in your church. He does not want you to be a part of what God's doing at, at City Hope or any other church. He does not want you to do that. So you and I have to understand there's spiritual warfare going on. There's spiritual, he he only comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I love this quote. It says, if you're not fighting the devil every day, he's working harder than you. There is a war going on for your allegiance. And some of you are stuck. You're stuck in your relationship with Christ because the enemy is in attack mode. And right now, the reality is he's winning. He's winning the battle. And right now, if the battle ended today, he's going to stand victorious with his hands up. And you got to start fighting back daily. Engage in spiritual warfare. Jesus says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm calling out on the name of the Lord to fight for me. Start fighting by praying. Number seven, last one. Jesus says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Number seven, express, express faith in God's ability. So I kind of, I'm kind of circling back, right? Circling back to where I started. I'm expressing faith in God's ability. He says, yours is the kingdom. God, it's all about you. God, you are awesome. Everything I've prayed today is about you. It's for you. God, I trust that, that none of this is going to happen without you. It's yours, God. I'm going I'm to believe it. I'm going to say it. And God, you, you can do what you say you're going to do. For the last couple months of my life, personally, um, I've just felt God calling me to like this deeper connection. And I felt like my prayer life wasn't where it should be. And so, um, any of you know Shira, my wife, I'm not just bragging on her, but she's a prayer warrior, man. She's got a closet, and and I've always kind of been a little jealous of her connection with the Lord. And and so, as God was kind of calling me to this deeper place of connecting with Him, and as I've been kind of studying this and, and trying to get into this routine in my own life, over the past... I don't know, a few months, um, kind of got my, my things in, in my, my outline of how I pray. And then, and then the last one, the last one, I got a little sticky note. And on the top of it, I just wrote gratitude, gratitude. And then at the end of my prayer, the, the way I end every single day is I thank God for those things that I'm most thankful for. And, and, and I think this is exactly what Jesus is telling the disciples. Like you, you get back to where you started. God, it's all about you. God, thank you for my, my health. Without you, I'm nothing. Thank you for my family. I thank God for my calling every single day. I thank God for, for my salvation. I thank God for City Hope Church. And I end my prayer every single day with just this time of gratitude. I wanna, wanna let you know, God, one more time that I know that everything I have is yours. And it's because of you. 
And Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 32, he says, Sovereign Lord, you've made the heavens and earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Jesus has given us this outline and he's saying, just go back to, to your kingdom come, your will be done. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. I love God's word and a lot of times it is kind of tough, but a lot of times it's simple to understand. And I think this is one of those days, this is one of those messages that it's not hard to understand. Jesus gives us an example of how we should pray. And if Jesus has given this example, it's probably something that if I want a deeper connection with the Lord, if I want my life to kind of get back on track, then I should probably sit up and listen. Jesus prayed this prayer, why? Why did, he, why did he tell the disciples this? Because the disciples were wanting, how do I tap into the power of God? How do we pray like you do? And Jesus says, here you go. This is how you do it. And so for some of you today, I, I, I just, I hope and I pray that, that you would use these next 21 days of prayer and fasting to, to be able to live out this motto that prayer is my initial reaction, not my final option. Prayer is gonna become first in everything that I do. Every situation, every conversation, every decision, every emotion, prayer is my initial reaction, not my final option. So as we close today, I want to challenge you. Will you partner with us over the next 21 days? Again, there on the back of the seat on that QR code, we've given you a lot of resources. One of the resources on there is a daily devotional for the next 21 days so that our entire church, we're walking through the same, whenever you do your devotions, maybe it's in the morning, afternoon, nighttime, but we all can walk together and for 21 days, we can read the same scripture and, and then, and then there's, a, there's a prayer guide that every single day for the next 21 days, we have something specifically that us as a church, we're gonna unify together and we're gonna pray over. Then there's that guide to fasting on there. And so, so here's what we've done. Our team, uh, 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 Pastor Brad, Pastor Stephen, our care team, our prayer team, we've come together and we try to give you as much help and as many resources as possible. Man, you, you want to know what to pray. You need scripture. You need help. We got you there, right? You want somebody to pray with you? We got you there. You want somebody to pray for you? We got, we got you there, right? So everything's taken care of except for one thing, right? We can't pray for you. That's your job. We can't connect with God for you. And so all the resources are there. And what, what the, the mindset here is, and again, I love you. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. It's all here. It's all there for you. There's an outline. There's scripture. There's prayers. What, how do I do this? We got you. Now it's your turn to take this. And for the next 21 days, commit to say, God, my relationship with you is bigger than, and so I'm going to fast from that. I'm going to take time away from that. I see that's something that's taken up a lot of space in my life. It's probably not healthy, so I'm going to take that out of my life for 21 days, and we're going to see what happens, God, and I'm going to replace it with you. On your way out today, there's going to be a bucket, and some of you may remember this from last year, but um, we have these prayer bands and it just has our motto on there. Pray first, pray first. Some of you can get rid of last year's now. All right. You can get you a new one, but here's what I want you to do. Okay. And, and I mean this, 
If you're going to take this challenge for the next 21 days, I want you to grab one of these. Put it on your wrist. All right? But, but, but let's just be real. We're, we're church. Like, we're family, right? We're family. If you're not going to do it, don't take a bracelet. Don't walk around with a pray first bracelet if you're not going to live a pray first life. Right? Dang, I feel like I'm being hard on you today. But just, you understand what I'm saying? Like, take the challenge serious. We don't, we don't do this just so we can have some bracelets. It's 50 cents. Doesn't mean anything. But I want you to put that on your wrist. If you're like, you know what? I'm gonna be reminded every day for the next 21 days that I need to pray first. And when people ask me, I'm gonna tell them that's the motto of my life. That's the way I try to live. That's a challenge that I got going on. This is something my church is doing. We're gonna pray first in every situation. So today on your way out, if you wanna take this with us, you wanna, you wanna take this challenge, you wanna be a part of this, take one of these bracelets. Take one of these bracelets. And the cool thing is, over the past year, and some of you were here last year, we had, we had these black ones. And the cool thing is when you see somebody out in public that has the bracelet, and they're like, you know, you're like, yeah. Now here's, here's, here's the honest truth. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, this was probably a little weird. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's probably a little odd. It's going to be hard to pray and build this relationship that you don't have. And so let me encourage you. If you sit here today and you don't, you don't know all what we're talking about, you don't, you don't have this relationship with Jesus yet, we have people right outside in that white tent that would love to take God's word and show you what it means to have a relationship with Christ. That's, so, that's, that's number one. That's number one. If you got questions about that, stop by. I'll be up here. My wife's up here. We got, we got people all over that would be willing to help you and talk with you and pray with you and show you what it means to have a walk with the Lord. But for so many of you, you have that part taken care of. You ready to connect with God on a deeper level? I know I am. I could not wait for today to get here. I've been thinking about this for months. And be honest with you, about three weeks ago, I decided I'm going to start a little early. <laughs> let's make prayer more than just some old habit let's pray first make it my initial response not my last option let's bow our heads and close our eyes we're going to end our time just a, just a little bit different today Pastor Brad is going to going to sing for us one more time and here's what I want to encourage you to do use this time as an individual use this time as a family just to respond to what God's doing in your heart use this time to to write out that prayer request and come lay it down to pray over it use this time to go find someone that God's put on your heart that you need to pray for them. It's just going to be a few minutes. Not going to be real long. If God's speaking to your heart today, maybe you just need somebody to pray with you. Let's just take a moment and respond to what God's doing in our hearts as they sing. Father, would you use these next moments? Give us boldness, give us courage, whatever you're stirring in our hearts. Maybe there's some prayer requests that are deep in our heart. 
Maybe there's some sin in our life. Maybe there's some struggle that today we just need to leave it here at the foot of the cross. We need to stop carrying it around with us. We were allowing the weight of it to, to hold us back and we feel captured. Lord, I pray that today in the mighty name of Jesus that we would leave that here in this place. Lord, you are a healer and I pray that you would do that. Your name is mighty. I pray that families would, would proclaim the name of Jesus over the school year, over their kids, over the struggles. Lord, I pray that we would just proclaim the name of Jesus over our jobs, your provider. Lord, just give us boldness over these next few minutes as we sing out, as we worship you. Help us just to hear from you, to be bold in our response. Whatever it is you're calling us to do, Lord, help us to follow you. It's in Jesus' name. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.